Thank you. Good to see you again, Matt. Tom Paragudoff, Apollo Silver Corp, uh, advancing our Calico Silver Project. You are. You are. I've seen the headlines. 110 million ounces of silver uh, measured and indicated. Is that any good? Is that any good? Well, let me try and put that into some context for yourself and some of the viewers, Matt. Um, Think about it in gold terms, all right? You you know, you're looking at 100 million ounces. Uh, or sorry, a million ounces. Geez, a hundred. Uh, uh, you're looking at a million ounces of of, of gold, uh, roughly in measured, uh, and you know, measured is the highest resource confidence you've got. I mean, this thing, you know, is is from a resource perspective, shovel ready. Um, when you look at it from uh, a sil- a pure silver play perspective, uh, there's not a lot of pure silver plays out there, which makes us, I think, that's a, one of our competitive advantages. But, you know, if you think about uh, things like uh, Rochester, for example, uh, which is Coors uh, Silver Operation in Nevada, uh, you know, those guys are, uh, their resource statement, uh, their, their grades are running sort of 30 to 40 gram per ton. Our, our, our measured uh, in, uh, grade is over 100, 103 grams per ton. So, you know, from a grade perspective, very strong outcome. I think from a contained metal perspective, very strong outcome. Okay, but, but again... It's hundred. Okay, you're saying that's a that's a good grade, right? But it, it kind of it still kind of feels at feels at the lower end of you know silver grades that we could see plastered around the place. So you know, what degree of confidence should we have over your ability to actually mine it economically? Sure. You know, look, Matt. Um, it comes down. You know, as we all know, mining really uh, boils down to uh, technical risk and overcoming uh, that technical risk. And the, 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 what we've got going for us at, at Waterloo and Calico more broadly is very, very low technical risk. Uh, when you look at some of those very spectacular high-grade uh, silver-type uh, uh, operations, they are almost always underground, uh, structurally controlled. Uh, they require a lot of capital to do a lot of drilling in front of you to keep the to keep the the mill fed, if you will. This is a uh, a bulk mineable, uh, low strip ratio, one to one strip ratio type uh, operation in a tier one country. Uh, very low risk, of uh, uh, you know investment risk uh, type country. So I think that's what also investors need to understand. You got to make sure you're comparing apples and apples. Uh, you know it's much like. You know, Friedland saying, uh, you know, talking of Kamoa grades up at the expense of uh, of things like Escondida. But let's remember, Escondida is still the lar- world's largest copper producer. Okay, uh, it's a disseminated copper system versus an underground high grade copper system. And in this in the silver world, very similar. Okay, so there's more there's more to it than just uh, simply grade. There's a lot of other factors can affect affect the economics. We've got it. Okay, but um, one of the kind of ongoing conversations that, and kind of going over a little bit all ground for people new to this story, we'll we'll kind of get into some um, more more um, relevant questions in, in in a second. So one of the other big problems that you we constantly talk about is the California San Bernardino uh, County um, and their they're liking for mining in their in their backyard. I mean, where where are you with that? Well, look at let, let let me take a step back and let me remind everybody that less than two years ago we secured the Waterloo asset, okay, and at the same time the neighboring Langtree property in San Bernardino County, California. Eighteen months later, we put out a resource, uh, and that have moved converted uh, about 
85% of that inferred resource into measured and indicated. We got our drill permits in six weeks, okay? I don't know any other story that has been able to move as fast as we have in any jurisdiction in the world, okay? So I think fundamentally people need to understand that. Now, what makes us able to work in California where maybe others are, are still struggling in California? And there's two things. You mentioned one. We're in the right county, San Bernardino County. To remind everybody, produces the vast majority of construction materials, aggregate limestone for concrete for the Southern California construction industry, which I think you and I both know is reasonably large. Okay. Uh, second thing I think that's important for all of us to, or for, for everybody to recognize, is the, the, the mineral title type people have. Okay. At Waterloo, where we've declared that resource on Monday, we're on fee simple lands. I'm the landowner. They're private lands. Okay. That resource is wholly contained on private lands. What that means is that I tend to go to the county of San Bernardino for my permits. So I'm dealing with people who understand the importance of resource development to their uh, economic well being and to their future versus other groups that are dealing with Washington and the Bureau of Land Management and the BLM and having different types of conversations, okay? So those things really do allow us to, I think, um, kind of hit firmly on the head the notion that you can't get things done in California. Okay, and I get, like, I'm not going to labor that point because we've talked about it in previous interviews. I, I get the degree of confidence or comfort that you're, you're, you're getting from conversations locally on the ground and not to sort of generalize about California more broadly. Okay. Um, what, one other factor before I kind of get into what I want to sp speak about, which is obviously rather metallurgical uh, testing um, with regards to recovery rates. So again, has that moved on? Has that advanced? Uh, yeah, look, we, we put some news out about 10 days ago ahead of this resource and we, we, it, we got, we've only got our partial met results back. I'm a bit disappointed. I, we, we, we did, uh, we did make some commitments to the market that we'd get those results out in totality uh, early in the piece. Unfortunately, you know, circumstances at the lab precluded us from doing that. But what I wanted to make sure that we were able to do was use the data that we had in this upgraded resource estimate because we were able to fine tune uh, from from our previous uh, resource estimate, you know, what those recoveries were looking like. And, the, you know, the preliminary recoveries and the number that we've used in this update is 65% uh, recovery. And, you know, in the silver space, that is not a terrible outcome. Um, you know, uh, we've got some more work to do. We're waiting for some additional results. And we'll get on with a phase two and see if we can, we can fine-tune that um, so that we know in advance moving forward, you know, what we're looking at uh, from, a, uh, from an engineering perspective because that's obviously going to feed into a... Uh, a, a a conversation around uh, what are we permitting? Okay, great. So phase two, you'll look to improve on the sixty five percent. You'll you'll let us know when you know. Okay, all good. All all part of the process. And, and talking of process, what I what I'm interested in here is if I look at your share chart for last year, you I guess like every other precious metal uh, company, it you know it it wasn't pretty, right? Precious metal not getting a whole lot of love for the last eighteen months. In fact, you know if I, it might, the conversations coming out of uh, Miami um, would suggest that, you know, a lot of the precious metal companies feel a little bit slighted. You know, people are kind of looking at all those new shiny objects in, in uh, battery metals, right? But you 
didn't change your strategy. You said, we are going to get on with this. We are going to spend money. We're not going to hunker down. What did you do last year that is going to allow success this year? You know, I think, Matt, um, as as you said, we, we focused on our strategy. We controlled the things that we could control. We have really moved forward and are putting the plans in place to continue to move forward. So what we're doing is really setting the stage for a number of different audiences. You know, first, from an investor perspective, you know, we're now probably, uh, if you look at uh, peer groups and if you look at us on a contained silver basis, trading far lower at far lower multiples than any other of our, our silver uh, uh, um uh, colleagues, uh, you know, from a uh, from a, a a strategics perspective, you know, they may have heard about Waterloo. You know, the guys at Coor, the guys at uh, Hecla, the, you know, 110 million ounces of silver. I can promise you, having spent time in a major company, the phone rang to the exploration and development group downstairs and said, "What do you guys know about this? You guys need to let look into this because we can't let this is our backyard. You can't let this thing advance." beyond where we may want to try and get involved. So that's, by moving it forward, we're setting that stage for some of those strategics uh, uh, to come in. And then, you know, from, from, the, uh, uh, from the institutional perspective, the thing, the feedback I constantly get from the big end of town that is involved in our story is, patience, Tom, we like what you're doing. You, you're doing what you said you would do, which you and I, sounds like an easy thing to do. Uh, but it's amazing how many people, you know, struggle for whatever reason to be able to get that done. So I think from those three groups, you know, there's something for everybody uh, in in Apollo and and in what we're doing. Right. So the, the strategics, obviously, keeping an eye on you because the, the you're demonstrating the size. Um, you've explained the kind of ec the, on the economic side, um, the, the the theory around that uh, institutional guys. You've got a lot of those in in on, on board already. For, for retail, though, just just again, if we can finish off with this retail, looking at this, you, we, we've touched upon a few topics there, which kind of matter when you know how to build companies, when you're trying to build something which will get into production rather than just you know building for the sake of driving share price and, and mining the market. Um, what what's going to be important for 2023 for, for, for you guys? I mean, do you need to get some economics, on, on, more economics on this thing, get a truly better understanding of what the potential of this thing can be so that, you know, we understand whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to be marginal or whether it's going to be great? Look, again, if you look at it from the, from, from different groups' perspectives, um, and, you know, look, it'll use the Lasan curve, okay, as, as, a, as a guide and getting more information sort of, is going to move it into that second part of the curve where the institutions love it, all right? Very patient shareholders love it because obviously you're continuing to reduce risk and advance forward. For retail, sometimes for those guys, uh, they're, uh, they're, less, uh, they're less happy with that. So, I mean, for us, the, the things that we're going to be doing to sort of address that part of our, our, uh, our, our market uh, a couple things, you know, there's still growth opportunities that we'll be pursuing at uh, Calico. And I think the gold story, we haven't really touched on that, Matt. And, you know, we, we did include 70,000 ounces, which is not a ton of gold I, uh, in this, in this, uh, in this latest resource update, but there's huge potential to expand that. And I think that from a retail perspective, people will, 
find that of some interest and there'll be some news flow focused to for them. The other thing I think retail needs to keep their eyes on for us from 2023, as you point out, precious metals are um, not the flavor of the, uh, well, the flavor of the year, I guess we could say. Uh, and, you know, we're not the only group that has that uh, type of chart. There's some very good stories out there uh, that are suffering from the same sort of uh, 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 melee in the market that we are. Uh, it doesn't mean it's a bad story. Uh, and there's opportunity out there. And, you know, I've said this before, um, capital markets do support what we're doing. And I think the markets should look for us to expand our portfolio uh, with, uh, with, with some new assets that um, will, uh, you know, potentially be a little bit earlier maybe in, uh, in that, in that Lasan curve. Uh, but, you know, the right asset. I'm not going to dilute the value we've created by getting uh, the, the wrong assets in the house. Oh, that, okay, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Um, well, I guess, like you say, you, you'll you'll tell us more when when you know more. But that 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 would be kind of interesting in terms of building out the portfolio component. Um, I I'm kind of, but I come back to the thing. I am interested in trying to understand how this company continues to move forward. You did it last year, it, it kind of against the trend, which was you know, let's <laughs> change our strategy. Let's like you know reimagine what we we can be doing. Let's do things which hopefully will engender some sort of reaction from the market it, 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 and I don't think anyone succeeded in that uh, quite frankly um, so for 2023 um, it sounds like you, you know where you're going um, but it's a case of will you get the reaction that you want and at some point do you say well actually enough is enough maybe this is too too long or do you feel that you're going to be able to access the capital that you need to keep advancing the story through to you know some, some kind of I don't know some sort of value creation moment well, you know, with all due respect, Matt, uh, converting uh, um, uh, inferred into 110 million ounces of measured and indicated is a reasonable start to value creation. Getting the market to sort of recognize that, look, in this kind of market, going to take some time. I'm, I, I'm not, I wasn't surprised by the reaction. The Fed didn't, the Fed definitely didn't help yesterday, but you know, look at, again, can't control timing. I always say I will control what I can control. Um, so, uh, you know, fundamentally, we are creating value. What I now need to do is make sure that as much as possible, I'm getting as many eyes to, to, to see what we're doing because the value will be recognized. Good stories are going to get recognized <laughs> moving forward. When the markets turn, they turn fast. Well, but this, this is my point. This is my point, Tom. I, I got to interrupt you here because this is the point. What, what we've what we've identified, you know, you know, we do diverse analysis, like the analyst notes, etc. And if I'm looking at the kind of leverage um, stories that you and you talk about the Sun curve, the leverage you kind of get at the beginning of an expiration um, phase where you're drilling, you're getting some good results. You keep drilling, keep getting good results, and you know, and and the, and the share price does send a rocket. Uh, from the developer's perspective, once you've kind of come, you know, that period has come off and you get that dip again and you're looking towards that kind of leverage again, it's not as quite as meteoric as the expiration or not, or not as, as dynamic or it hasn't got the sex and sizzle of the expiration space. Well, traditionally it hadn't, but I'm looking at a lot of development stories like yourselves who've come off so much that Andy risked the projects significantly that that kind of exploration leverage can be seen in a lot of these development plays. I'm looking at you guys. I mean, crikey, 36, 40 million bucks is, 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 is crazy for what you've just announced, right? So the kind of 
where it can go and the big step change is, is, is possible. But for you guys, if you all say the same thing, it's really difficult for people to understand who's going to, who the winner's going to be. Oh, you know, we, we, you know, we're a good story. We're a good story. What you got, you need to do, um, is help companies to, or sorry, investors to understand why this thing will genuinely be a, um, an asset, which will get into production, which will advance, if not by you guys, by, by, by somebody, right? I, I don't know what your plans are. Um, and if you can do that, that's a point of differentiation for you guys. So is that, is that something that you feel you can confidently, uh, honestly deliver into market? Look, I think so, Matt. Um, you know, again, let's take a step back a little bit. Let's go, let's take a step up and take a step back. And as I said in there, as, as, as we all know, uh, the, uh, administration in Washington has made a very, very firm commitment to decarbonization of their economy. Okay. Um, silver right now isn't a, a, a critical mineral from, uh, from, from that perspective. However, there's a lot of things that go into that. It doesn't mean that the U S is awash in silver. What it means that it's, it's been reasonably comfortable that it has secure supplies of silver from places like Mexico and Peru. Well, I wonder how secure those supplies are feeling right now. Okay. Um, silver is going to play an important role in that decarbonization. And as the U S continues to onshore. Um, their supply chain stuff, having an onshore support of, 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 of what they will know is ethically sourced uh, uh, silver is going to be more and more important um, to not just not just the, 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 the I think the ambitions of, of the administration, uh, but to the ambitions of those companies that are involved in that. You're seeing Tesla go way upstream and start to look at you know Elon Musk getting into lithium mining. Elon Musk securing supply at the mine gate for nickel, okay? The solar panel manufacturers for a number of years and continue to, you know, they don't know what goes into the production of those solar panels. They All they know, they buy them from China. They don't know where the silver comes from. They don't know. It's all good. Attitudes are changing, all right? Everybody has to be much, much more aware of the, the inputs uh, to their process, their products. And I think, you know, a... a Think of this, Matt. It's elegant. A a large source of silver, which is going to enable solar, located in a state that has made a firm commitment to move to solar. All right, greenhouse gas emission per ounce silver produced. I could be the first purely electric mine, silver mine in the world. And wouldn't uh, wouldn't Gary Newsom uh, and uh, Governor Newsom love that? He would. <laughs> he would. He would. Well, look, on that bombshell. No, sorry. On, on that note, um, let, let's 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 uh, let's leave it there because I know I know you've got pressing matters and you've got a big long list of people uh, looking to speak to you today. So, um, thanks for your time. Uh, let's catch up soon. I, I, we've had a lot of requests for people to kind of uh, who want to understand the California thing a little bit more. And perhaps I think you know we talked a little bit before the show. You're gonna maybe give us a little bit more exposure to what's actually happening on the ground, the sorts of conversations and the sorts of groups that are involved with that. So maybe you can put this California um, component to bed uh, for a lot of investors. Yeah, look at I think I can do that, and I think you know some of the folks that I've got on my board that have got deep, deep experience in that space. So I think, um, yeah, look at we can definitely uh, uh, address I think specifically that California development, uh, mineral development. Uh, uh, perspective. 